Leadership File on Premier. This is your host, Andy Peck, welcoming you to The Leadership File, the show assisting Christians in leadership to lead as Jesus would if he were in their situation. If you're new to the show, a reminder, the show is available on demand via premierradio.com or via iTunes. Just type The Leadership File and you can select from several hundred past episodes. I'm delighted to say that my book, The Leadership Road Less Travelled, is selling well. It's published by CWR in Premier and is available at the Premier Shop. The book includes what I've learned about leadership through guests spanning over a decade. Well, this week I start with a question. How is your digital presence as an individual or the organisation you lead? Many churches, charities and businesses have found that their ministry flourishes through timely and appropriate interaction with the internet and social media. Well, to assist our understanding, the Premier Digital Conference is being held again on Saturday, November the 3rd, and I'm joined this week by one of those responsible for its organisation uh, and who will be one of the seminar leaders. He is Kevin Bennett. He's been at Premier since 2006 and currently works as Chief Operating Officer, brackets, Marketing, Digital and Technology. He's responsible for both the organisation's digital presence and marketing activity. So, Kevin, great to have you on the show. Very pleased to be with you, Andy. So, your first interest in internet and the digital world? Uh, well, I was a child of the 80s, so my first uh, my first exposure, I guess, was having this Sinclair ZX Spectrum computer at home. And, um, I mean, it had uh, 48 kilobits of, uh, of memory, and you loaded a, a program on it by putting a tape into a tape player and sort of waiting for 10 minutes for it to load. Uh, but from that, I was hooked. Um, so that's really what got me uh, into digital. Uh, and then uh, in sort of like 97, I got a uh, my first PC. Uh, and the first thing I wanted to do that was to start building um, websites with it. So I built what I guess we'd now uh, call a blog, and uh, that was really how I, I got into. You were very much an early adopter, weren't you? My word. Uh, yeah, well, I kind of like I like all that. I like tinkering. It's always been something um, that uh, kind of interests me. I was always accused as a child of taking things to bits to find out how they worked. So okay. my parents often uh, despaired at that. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we are parents kind of computer literate type. Um, not particularly, no. It's not mm. something, I guess, they're particularly used in, in their working lives. And, and really, I guess, at that point, computers were only just starting to get into yeah. the homes. Well, I get, and a few people are listening, kind of, you know, are thinking, yeah, I remember back to the Sinclair days and what have you. So um, those, those, those are into that kind of stuff. So were you a Christian at this point? Yeah, I grew up in a Christian home, so mm. I've always considered myself uh, a Christian. Um, probably like a lot of young people, I think my faith probably took a bit of a back seat when I was in my teens, but mm. um, God called me back uh, to him as, as I entered my 20s and probably rediscovered mm. a more living faith at that time. Yeah. Uh, you came to Premier in 2006. Um, is that, was that from somewhere else? Was that an early, early part of your career? Uh, yeah, I was... Before I worked at Premier, I was um, a director of a training consultancy mm. and we specialised in legal-based training, but I felt that uh, God was specifically calling um, mm. me to Premier. Um, I had a strong sense that the media could play a really important role in enabling Christians to experience community, to enhance discipleship, especially in those days of the week uh, when we're not surrounded by other Christians. Most people, uh, well, they will attend church if they're a Christian, but for seven, uh, the rest of the seven days of the week, 
week, really, they're not necessarily surrounded by Christians all that much of the mm. time. So I felt like Premier had a really important role to play mm. in, in helping that situation. Well, I'm going to ask a question now, which which could take the rest of the <laughs> the rest of the show to answer, I'm sure. But with the kind of changes you've seen at Premier in broad broad brush, kind of. Well, I think. When I first came to Premier, it was very much still seeing itself as a medium wave radio station that did a few other things, but mm. at heart, you know, we were a medium wave London based station. We just uh, launched on Freeview and on Sky and on what was NTL at that point. And so there was the kind of beginnings of starting to think a little bit more broadly. Um, but in in those 12 years, what we've really seen is Premier move to uh, being a national digital radio station and not just having Premier Christian radio, but adding Premier Gospel in London mm. and the home counties and also adding Premier Praise. In terms of digital presence, it's developed also. Uh, Premier's always actually been a fairly early adopter of digital technologies. Mm. We were one of the first radio stations to stream the broadcasts in the late 90s and when we launched premier.tv uh, we actually uh, put our video on demand platform out a year ahead of iPlayer's launch so um, Premier has always been mm. looking forward and looking to see how digital can enhance Christian media uh, but really that's just gathered pace over this time and now we see ourselves very much as a, as a national organisation uh, and one that puts digital at the heart of everything that we do Right, right. So the, the, the Premier Digital Conference is returning for the ninth time. Um, looking back, would have been the popular topics, particularly at uh, the Digital Conference? One of the ones that comes up very often is building community oh. through digital. Okay. Um, it feels like that's something which makes sense because that's what the church is. Uh, but what people are interested in is more than just digital as a broadcast platform where we just share our message and tell people about stuff. Uh, it's using digital uh, as a way of drawing people together to strengthen local church communities, to include people who perhaps aren't currently part of church life. Um, so building communities is, is always a big one. Uh, there are lots of kind of perennial topics that people are always interested in. Uh, finding their way through social media is always a big one. Mm. And, and that's changed a lot over the period of even these nine years uh, of the conference. And now this year we'll be talking about things like Snapchat and Instagram and uh, as well as all the things we'd already talk about in terms of Facebook and Twitter. Mm. So, so, yes, there's, there's lots of different topics. And one of the interesting things about the conference is that we cover uh, over 35 sessions mm. in every, every year's event. And that means uh, there's, a, there's a whole wealth of different uh, topics available. And that is because digital is so diverse and the church is so diverse. There really is so many different needs and there's so many different topics that could be explored. Yeah, I noticed uh, artificial intelligence was, I don't know if that had been on the list nine years ago, but probably not. Uh, no, absolutely not. This year we've got some uh, really interesting talks on emerging technology. As, mm. as you say, we'll be talking about the impact of AI and robotics um, and really where the church stands uh, on that not as, a, as an organisation that is going to be just um, negative or hostile mm. but realistic in terms of the benefits that these technologies could offer um, but also thinking about what does what, what, what impact does that have on, uh, on our humanity so for example if we look forward 20 years and we think that maybe quite a lot of the jobs that we do now will no longer be needed because robots or artificial intelligence will do them for us what does that mean to the value uh, of an individual uh, 
um, and I, one of the things which um, we're going to be talking about is actually the, the Christian position on human dignity and worth actually not being tied to what we can output. Mm. Um, and I think that actually is going to become an important thing in, in the years ahead. Uh, the world looks at things in a very utilitarian way. We judge people by what they contribute to society. And, and of course, we know that there's issues around how perhaps maybe disabled people mm. are treated because of uh, that, that viewpoint. But in, in a world where perhaps you and I no longer need to go to work every day because um, technology is taking care of a lot of things that we would do, um, God's image in us and the value that he places on us actually is, is part of our worth. And actually Christians will have potentially a very big role in communicating uh, that message of the worth of, um, of, mm. of humans going forward. Absolutely. Uh, your seminar will be about the use of Messenger and WhatsApp. Um, First of all, you probably need to explain what they are for those who are non, non-social media uh, and then perhaps give us a little taster for sort uh, of things. Sure. Well, I think as, as we all, if we have a mobile phone, we'll be used to getting um, text messages mm. from people and um, what's proliferated really in the last five or so years is messaging platforms which extend that. Uh, the two most popular messaging platforms um, are Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp and uh, both actually owned by uh, Facebook, but WhatsApp is is, is kind of a separate mm. entity within Facebook. Um, and these just enable a much richer experience of messaging. They enable group messaging. They enable organisations to have their own distinct presence. Uh, they uh, in, Going back to AI, they enable um, artificial intelligence actually to interact with people. Um, and they have a really important role coming back to community uh, for churches, actually. So small example, uh, lots of small groups now have created WhatsApp groups for uh, just communications. Are we mm. meeting tonight? who's meant to be bringing the drinks, whatever, Mm. Uh, enables people to chat, to share prayer requests in the week. Um, And that's a really helpful thing. And that's actually better. So that changes it from maybe the group leader being a broadcaster, sending out a message to the people in his group saying, we're going to do this this week, to it becoming a communal conversation between the Mm. members of the group. That's just a small example of how some of the new messaging platforms can help us kind of build community and and be useful in a church context. Yeah, I mean, our our boys are on a WhatsApp with their youth group and they'll often say oh i'll just check whatsapp you know um i'm less up on it than they are and um yeah that's a great a great medium and and uh, i i um run courses for on pastoral care and that's again some pastoral carers use use whatsapp to keep in touch with folk very much so so excellent i appreciate you you may just have your perspective but um you may you may get feedback as well on how well churches typically utilize social media Well, I think there's a great variation uh, and a lot of that comes down to uh, two things within the church. First, it's the priority that the church places on it. But secondly, it is is the resourcing and the size. Um, An urban church, maybe a church in a university town that has a large congregation, that has uh, reasonable resources, uh, they will tend to put more time and effort and they have more ability um, to have a a credible social presence. Um, As you would expect, smaller churches, more rural churches tend uh, to find this slightly uh, more difficult Um, but I think that there are a lot of churches doing good things um, on social media um, and 
I think the most important thing is moving, as I was saying earlier, moving beyond broadcast. Uh, so moving from just using social media as, a, as another communication platform, a bit like the church bulletin, but in digital form, but instead using it as a, a conversational platform, using it as a, as a relationship platform. And I think that's probably uh, one of the areas in which the church needs to grow in. Okay. We're listening to The Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by uh, Kevin Bennett. We're talking ahead of the Premier Digital Conference, uh, Saturday, November 3rd. We'll be back just after this. Welcome back to The Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Kevin Bennett, who's been at Premier Radio since 2006 and has been has been behind uh, particularly the Premier Digital Conference, which uh, is reaching its ninth year this year, um, Saturday, November 3rd. And we're talking a little bit about um, leadership and the, the, the digital world and the use of of social media, social media, and other technologies within the the local church, and its, its value to us. Um, I was going to ask you uh, before the break, Kevin. We didn't. We had the break instead. Whether there are examples of good practice that you've seen local churches using social media well. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you mentioned uh, yourself a moment ago about mm. pastoral care. Uh, mm. I remember having a, a conversation with a church leader and um, he was telling me about how uh, Facebook had transformed his pastoral care. He's explaining that, um, you know, in his church, there were a number of people with, with needs. And uh, as most church leaders do, he would go visiting and he would visit that person um, and they would see how they were doing, pray for them and, 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 and see mm. the next person. But what he's now doing is using Facebook uh, to keep in touch with those people in between pastoral care visits. And um, he said that he'd found that it had a, a really uh, big impact on kind of the well-being of the individual, because it's not just the mm. minister turning up now and again. The minister was actually in a more kind of live conversation with them mm. and was more available uh, to them. So that, I thought, was a particularly mm. uh, good use of, uh, of social media. Um, another one uh, is churches that use the, uh, I think I'd almost call it social capital sitting in the pews, uh, it can be a bit disappointing when you look at your own social media reach and think, well, we've only got, I don't know, 50 people or 100 people following our church on social media. But if you have 50 or 100 people sitting in your pews uh, of a weekend, chances are they'll all have 100 to 200 social contacts if they are on social media. So all of a sudden, actually, uh, you have the potential through your congregation to reach tens of thousands of people. So, that, so the 100 people following your church on social media are actually no longer uh, the important thing. The fact is that your church uh, in its congregation has, has a whole range of networks, many people not actually connected to the church, maybe their friends or their families or their work colleagues. Um, so actually using the congregation's social capital in order to share the church's message. So I have a church, um, in fact my church, will uh, stand up at the front on a Sunday and say, right, we've just tweeted this, I want you all to go on Twitter and I want you all to retweet this. Okay. Uh, and then all of a sudden, that message that the church would have got to a few hundred people has now gone to thousands. So that's just a really oh, simple yeah. way uh, of, of using um, kind of what you already have around your church to reach people. Oh, excellent. Now, and that most leaders will know of the importance of, of, a, of good digital presence. Um, and as you're saying, it's a bit more than having just a decent website, although that in itself is still important. Yes. I think there's a few things that are really important 
to a good digital presence. The first one is consistency. Um, sometimes we can do things in a fit of enthusiasm but struggle to keep them up. So, you know, the minister's daily blog suddenly becomes weekly and then it becomes monthly and then it becomes whenever. Mm. Um, and actually, it's really important to consider what you want to commit to and what you can promise your congregation or the community. Uh, and don't overpromise. So decide what you want to be able to do and then do that in a consistent way. That's really important. People, people do like to see that, you know, Facebook comments are replied to, for example, or those kinds of things which just show that you're committed to this and you're going to be consistent about mm. it. Um, the second thing is really findability. Um, some people can be consistent, but create a website which is so impenetrable you, you, know, you mm. need a degree to actually just yes. find out when the youth group's meeting. Um, <laughs> so just to make things really clear, to make mm. things really easy to find on your websites, to make things um, really clear on your social media so that people don't have to go hunting for things. Uh, I think uh, the next thing I would say is just relatability. Um, just making sure that we always have in mind the people that we're talking to. This is all about you know, human beings creating content on your website, on your social media that really speak to individuals, their needs uh, and where they're at. And then the last thing I would just say is that is just thinking through what you can do specifically for the digital realm. A, a lot of uh, what churches and Christian organisations do online is take their offline stuff and give it a digital life. That, that is fine, but actually it's worth thinking through what actually can you create for the digital world that will really work there. You know, for example, the Bible verse that's being read in the church, it could be designed up quite nicely with a background quite simply and shared on social media. It could be that you shoot some short videos. It could be you get the youth group uh, to do it and share them. So just to go beyond just using um, digital as a broadcast platform or as a second use platform for offline content, but thinking about what can we do specifically online that's credible and relevant to uh, the people we might be encountering. Okay. Uh, and, and dangers to be aware of? Well, obviously, the, the internet has um, some, some downsides as well as a lot of positives. So clearly, there are safeguarding issues. Um, so thinking through a social media policy for your church, you know, what happens when the youth worker gets a friend request from a member of the youth group? How does, how does, how does that work? Mm. What, what, what do you say the boundaries are around church workers using social media and interacting, especially okay. if they have personal accounts sure. rather than organisational accounts? There are obviously um, laws you need to think about. So, for example, GDPR, which we all heard about, over the summer, but also the Privacy and Electronic Communications Act is another important one, and copyright as well. You, you can't just go online and just nick any photo that you think you can quite look of and put it on your website. You need to think about copyright. Um, so I think, yeah, safeguarding and legalities are two areas which we, we need to be uh, aware of. Right. Uh, and you're COO, the Chief Operating Officer at Premier. The, the, the kind of work that you're involved with? Yeah, well, I think as, as you introduced me at the start, my, my areas of responsibility are largely uh, in the marketing, digital, technology and data areas. Um, so uh, apart from having oversight for those things, I think how I summarise it is I tend to deal with all the problems. <laughs> so if everything's going fine, no one needs to bother me. Uh, but when, when we have an issue in one of those areas, then generally I, I end up having to, to get involved there. So one of my, one of my learnings in life is that, um, you know, the more, you, the more you proceed up the chain, the more you deal with problems. Is that right? Okay. And uh, I mean, I was going to say, what are the biggest challenges? But you've kind of said, well, your job is the ch is facing challenges. Um, uh, yeah, the, there's a the, yeah, there's a the good thing is that um, in those personality tests, I come out as a problem solver. Yeah. I think so. Hopefully, that means I'm in the right place. Um, but in terms of challenges more broadly, um, I think that the challenge for Premier is that. Um, 
there is so much opportunity in the media to share God's word and to reach people um, with the Christian message. Um, but the challenge is that we need to decide in all the opportunities around us what it is that is the right thing to do. What is it that God's calling us in to do? Um, back when Premier started, uh, you know, you didn't have much choice about what media you was on. You know, there was there was there was the kind of terrestrial TV, and there was, um, you know, medium wave, and there was FM, and digital was really nascent. But now. There are so many possibilities, so many different platforms that you could choose to be on, uh, and actually being wise and uh, and but being um, God driven in terms of fig- figuring out where the effort should be focused to get the greatest uh, result for the kingdom. Though that is really, I think, probably the key thing, and doing all of that within the context of being, um, you know, a, a charity of limited resources. Uh, whereas the BBC um, can have the license fee, and and I. I chuckled to read something about them deciding they were going to trim down their digital presence and reduce I think 400 websites um, from their digital portfolio it it still left them with an ample number of websites Um, (laughs) that's a slightly different context and and therefore they can be on every platform they can adopt emerging technologies uh, they can put people and 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 kind of um, uh, resource in the emerging places and uh, that's a challenge for people who aren't the BBC whether you're uh, Premier Christian Radio whether you're just an independent media organisation because not having that we need to actually be a lot more uh, careful and a lot more uh, wise about how we use our resources yeah yeah it's it's not it's we're in an information age but it's getting people's attention which is the key thing given given the large number of platforms isn't it so the kind of things we could expect at the digital conference this year because obviously we we're encouraging listeners to, to consider coming. Yeah, absolutely. So, as I said earlier, there, there's a, a lot of sessions. We have over 35, and uh, the way we do that is by having a, kind of a main track in where everyone's together, but we also have seven parallel streams um, of seminars. And so that means that we have a theology stream, a kind of beginner's stream, a church-focused stream, a youth work-focused stream, communications, social media, um, and then a stream just structured for those who don't like kind of from the front presentations and want to do more discussion work networking and things like that so we've got a a really wide range and the kinds of things we'll be talking about um, include some of the subjects mentioned earlier with some emerging technologies but actually the really practical things as well so we're going to be talking about what do you do if you need to create your first website what how do you increase your reach uh, on Facebook Uh, we're going to be talking about what are the essentials for a really good church website we're going to be talking about how churches can include people who may be through disability can't be a part of a church service but how can digital actually include people uh, that physical buildings can't we'll be getting into things like how do you write for the web how do you gain views on youtube i could go on and on but there's there's i think something for anybody who uh has an idea that they want to pursue in the digital world um there'll be something for them and and probably one of the really helpful things that we do is something called a digital surgery um it happens towards the end of the day and uh, we have a number of people who are experts and you can have 20 minutes totally free with one of those people and just say look uh, this is what I don't understand. Can you help me understand this? Well, it could be I, I need to know what to do next because I'm stuck on this particular project. So whatever your issue is, you can actually get some one-to-one help as well. That's terrific. Well, um, so go to the go to Premier's website and um, 
log on to digital conference or there's i think digital conference has its own website it, it does yes so i would encourage you to te- check out premierdigital.info mm. uh, where you can find out about all the sessions and speakers and book your tickets wonderful okay so it's uh, again september november the third november the third indeed indeed well well thank you thank you kevin um for for all you shared and i hope this uh, as you're listening um you know you you can, might give a bit of thought to how is your church uh, or charity indeed or business communicating and, uh, and to what extent are you utilising the great array of options and um, you know if you've got questions about that obviously the, the conference is the place to go so um, my thanks to Kevin and thank you for listening uh, to, do tune in again next Sunday at 3.30 go to the Premier website listen to archive versions of the Leadership File and go to iTunes too and download uh, archive copies uh, from there look forward to your company again next Sunday at 3.30 Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to The Leadership File on Premier. Andy Peck serves as a tutor at CWR, a Christian charity whose courses and publications aim to apply God's word to everyday life. Contact him via email apeck at cwr.org.uk.